Hello and welcome to Media MD, a weekly dose of media that you have somehow missed. I'm Ruben Morehouse. And I'm Elliot Diebold. And this week, man, I feel like I fuck this up every time. <laughs> Let's get on track. This week, we are in the middle of our reading the uh, Boboverse series of books. Yep. And so we thought you'd bring you a, a piece of content that you may also enjoy. Solo, a Star Wars story. Um, now, our mission statement is to bring people media that they have somehow missed Elliot. And yeah. some may say that this doesn't qualify because it was a big Star Wars, but I, I thought it was doing to terribly. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think anyone saw it. Um, so you've, you may have somehow missed this movie. I'd be surprised if you haven't heard of it. Um, yeah. But I guess what we're, what we're doing here today is trying to convince people that it's actually worth going to see. Mm. So, <laughs> I had no plans to see this movie um, until you went and just saw it randomly, Ella, and you were like, hey, you should go see this. Yeah. Why did you say that? Well, I mean, we should establish early on that neither of us are particularly big Star Wars fans. We both, yeah. oh, at least for me, I think the series is okay, but I don't seem to hold it on the same sort of pedestal that the the rest of, uh, I guess, nerddom does. Mm. Um, you know, particularly as a big sci-fi fan, I could point to a lot of other film and TV sci-fi franchises that I prefer a lot more. Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, again, I, I went into this with, well, I mean, yeah, I just kind of went and saw it because I had nothing else to do at the time that I went and saw it. And I was surprised by how much I actually enjoyed it. Like, I, I came out of it and was instantly like, that's the best Star Wars film, in my opinion. Um, mm. And because it was doing so terrible in the box office and I thought the premise was so uninteresting, uh, I thought that made it worth talking about here. Um, all right. What, so, But what in particular made you think it was the best Star Wars film? I, I, it's hard to pin down exactly what I... It's not that I don't like Star Wars because, you know, they're they're all right. They're not terrible. But, like, they're just kind of average, you know. They just sort of do a bunch of different things and everything's always more epic than last time and, and whatever. Whereas I thought this was a story that actually had the most – or the be the most interesting core group of characters that I actually cared about and was the most fun. Like, I, I guess this sort of felt like a bit of a cross between Indiana Jones and Star Wars, so maybe mm. that's why I like it the most. Mm. Um, but I thought this was like a really fun adventure film. This is the first time I found myself really – actually invested in the sort of the world of star wars and thinking oh this is cool and and that's cool and and everything sort of kept happening and they kept getting into more and more silly situations and i was just enjoying it a lot more than i have with any of the others yeah i i think i i probably don't still feel as strongly about it as you do but i i can definitely see this like the 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 team in this movie the team that kind of expands and and shrinks over the course of the film <laughs> um I think are definitely <laughs> more interesting than at least the 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 current uh, main trilogy core group or um, the group from Rogue One who are all kind of boring characters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like it's probably a mistake to compare them to the original like Han, Luke, Leia team from, from the original Star Wars movies, but I think they're definitely the most interesting of the contemporary Star Wars movie characters. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that, and and especially because I mean, I was I was a bit pessimistic going in because uh, traditionally Game of Thrones actors do not have a good track record of entering films, and I think, <laughs> I think Amelia Amelia Clark was even in a Terminator movie a few years ago that, from everything I heard, was was mm. absolutely terrible. Mm. So um, I was surprised by how much I enjoyed um, 
like her and her character. Um, I think a lot of people were a bit nervous about who, whatever the name of the guy is who played Han Solo. I thought he was great. Old, um, Olden, Aaron, Olden Ehrenreich, something like that. Um, anyway, he was good. Um, <laughs> and yeah. I was actually surprised because when they I, – I remember a story from when they were filming this that I don't know what happened, but someone leaked that they needed to force him to take acting lessons during the uh, – during the, the, the filming of this movie. And that just well, makes it sense. It worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, that makes you think that he was going to be one of the weakest parts of the film, but I actually found his performance to be probably the, the strongest part of the film. Yeah, I find that really surprising because, yeah, I thought I thought he was fine. I mean, if they did need acting lessons, then... Uh, then that it was, was a the good right call. move. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, because, I mean, there was there was a lot of stuff. Did, these these films changed directors, right? Like, originally it was going to be uh, Phil. Lord and Miller, yeah. Yeah, and then, well, I guess those guys left, and then it was, like, Ron Howard, who, of course, is famous for being the narrator of Arrested Development. Arrested Development, exactly <laughs> thing I was going to say. Um, and, and I think uh, a lot of people are talking about how that was – you know, that that also kind of, I mean, you don't ever like to hear about the directors leaving a project and extensive reshoots and, and a lot of that stuff. Um, no, I mean, because, you know, the only other film I can think of that that's happened to recently is is Justice League. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and, and we all know how well that went. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it's not a good sign for sure that, that a movie's going to come out as a cohesive, um, you know, good story. Yeah, and I think there was a bit of kind of, tonal mishmash that you might expect from uh from something like this where it had turned from from what i understand quite a like goofy uh uh action movie like the lego movie style into something that's what it ends up being as kind of a a blend of action comedy drama in the end yeah yeah that i say that's fair i think i cuz i honestly i didn't really notice like i can't think of any particular bits that i would say belong particularly to one director over the mm. other set um so i think i think they did a pretty good job of blending it in because it definitely didn't really stand out to me that some bits were very tonally different to the rest i thought the the movie did sort of have a, a downward spiral uh what do you mean uh in terms of like it starts off well it starts oh, sorry the downward spirals probably the wrong term. it starts off a lot more lighthearted and sort of gets darker towards the end maybe that was part of it but also that was just the nature of the story. So maybe maybe that yeah. was partially why. I think the one bit that I think was tonally and just like from a level of quality, not as good. And it kind of, I, I was worried when I started watching this movie because I, I found the first like 20 minutes or so. Let's actually, let's do a little bit of plot recap because we're, it's spoilers, but if, if you're going to, if you haven't gone to see this movie, you're probably not going to. Um, if you do want to, pause now, because there are this this plot is kind of more relevant than you would expect in a Star Wars movie. We won't talk too much about the ending, so just if you want, yeah. if you're okay with the general idea of probably like the first three quarters of the film without the actual climax, then yeah. we'll we'll stick to that. I think because I think that'll help encourage people to go. Yeah, so <laughs> so the movie opens with a little bit of text on the screen in traditional Star Wars style, and it explains a, a little bit of backstory about this planet, whose name I've forgotten, where Han Solo lives, and it's a dirty scum planet, and he wants to he dreams of becoming a pilot, yep. right? And of course, they have to tell us this because it's not good enough that we see it over the next 
two hours of movie. They have to actually tell us before. I mean, it'd be fine if it was one or the other. Like, if they had to do that in the exposition crawl, like, that'd be okay. If they didn't also do it every five to ten minutes on screen. Yeah. Uh, Fucking Han Solo's always saying, oh, my dream is to become a pilot. I'm dreaming of becoming a pilot. I'm going to be the best pilot. And I'm like, (laughs) why did you need to (laughs) put the text there? Like, how fucking stupid do you think we are? Um Anyway, it, it was kind of like kitschy and, and weird and fine, I guess. Um, but so he's he's on this scum planet with his girlfriend, Kira, and they're trying to escape the planet and they do some like thieving and they get something that they can use to bribe the way off the planet. Uh, but it goes wrong. And so he gets out and she doesn't. And so he went in his effort to escape, joins the Imperial Navy or mm-hmm. whatever, um, fucks that up, which we don't see, which is weird. But then he becomes an infantryman. And then he runs into a group of thieves that are stealing something from from the uh, the infantry group that he's with, and he joins them to kind of get away from the yeah. Empire. Actually, side note about the group of thieves that he ran into. Um, so one of them mm. is is Thandy Newton, who uh, is mm-hmm. you know one of the leads in Westworld, and I couldn't yep. unsee her from her Westworld role in this film. Like every time she spoke, because she has a very distinct sort of accent. Um, yeah, and it was just every time she said anything, part of me was transported into Westworld. <laughs> into Westworld, and uh, that was that's interesting. I I didn't have that reaction with her, but I had it with Woody Harrelson, who basically just plays that same Woody Harrelson character that you see yeah, in a yeah. lot of things. And uh, I don't know, it was weird. I mean, it's like he wasn't really playing a character; he was just Woody <laughs> Harrelson. But anyway, so yeah, and that's the point when they get off this mud battle planet that's the point at which the movie stopped being completely boring to me the first 20 minutes or 25 minutes whatever it is that we just summed up it was like so i don't know uninteresting i really enjoyed i i did really enjoy the scene at the sort of i, I don't know what you call it intergalactic customs um the scene where they are trying to get out and they're, and they're trying to bribe mm. that lady i thought that scene was really good but i agree a lot of the a lot of the stuff either side of it, like the bit where he's kind of in the Imperial Navy, but not really, was just kind of, I didn't, yeah. like, it just felt like they had the point where they knew he was joining the thieves and they had the point where he was leaving the yeah. planet and um, they're like, well, the Empire's everywhere, so that, that'll fill that gap. That's kind of, yeah. I, I would even have preferred, I mean, the, the stuff with Kira comes back throughout the second half of the movie, but... I almost would have preferred not seeing him on planet at all, just seeing him like getting away and then fucking reintroducing Kira when they re-meet or something. I don't know. But just that first 20 minutes was so slow. And I was like, fuck, I'm really hating this movie. <laughs> and then finally it started about the time that the pilot character with the, the forearms got introduced. I was like, all right, now we're starting to get somewhere. Yeah. Now we finally got some interesting characters. <laughs> A fun fact for you, Elliot. The the person who was sitting next to me when I saw it left about halfway through the movie oh, and didn't really? come back, so he didn't enjoy <laughs> himself. And it was weird because he seemed he was like laughing and having fun during the first boring part, and then when I felt like it was starting to get good, that's when he left and never <laughs> came back. So uh, different tastes, I guess. Um, yeah, that's that's weird. Because um, I would say the the part I sort of enjoyed. The least was the the whole middle section with um with Lando um when they're first sort of joining mm. up with him and they're sort of yeah. just playing space yeah. poker space uh, cards yeah 
Um, yeah, and, and I mean, oh, and I guess while we're talking about Lando, obviously Lando comes accompanied by the obligatory sassy droid that is a requirement for all Star Wars films, apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I felt like this one was probably a little bit better than, well, at least different. I don't know if better is Yeah, I, I, I kind of felt the same. I was like, well, at least it was a new take on the sassy droid, like yeah. the, the whole... Um, droid rights type issues yeah that okay so that feels like an example of something that might have been some kind of uh mishmash from the different directors because we they they go to this planet to steal some unrefined macguffin whatever (laughs) juice right who gives a shit and and while they're there that droid who has been constantly talking about like free rights for uh, equal rights for droids and stuff like that she she frees a droid in an effort to like get access to a terminal, right? Yeah. And obviously it's it's very clearly she's not freeing this droid to free the droid. She's freeing it to get access to the terminal, right? And then the droid's like, what should I do now? And she's like, Oh, I don't care, start a revolution or something. And then it does. There's a revolution, a robot revolution which starts, which helps them escape. And then that that character's like, Oh, I found my life's purpose, <laughs> which is like being a social justice droid, but she had been doing that the whole time. It felt so, it felt like it was a thick at the start. It was just something that kind of happened. And then she, she fell into really enjoying this social justice droid life. But then when the directors changed, they rewrote it. So that that was always a part of her character. And then that didn't really make any (laughs) any sense. It felt very weird. I see. I, I had a different read on it. Um, I sort of felt like she'd always been, wanting to do more of that stuff and hadn't like she was always talking about droid rights but wasn't actually getting to do anything and then actually mm. actually starting the revolution was was the point that she was like oh this is what i was meant to do which is just like obviously that's what you were meant to do like you can't you keep talking about it <laughs> yeah like i don't know why it's such a discovery for her that the <laughs> thing she's been talking about doing is the thing that she wants to do oh anyway I, yeah, I felt like there were a couple of weird bits like that that just felt like some something had gotten a little bit lost in translation when they were doing it. But th- they were sparse enough that it didn't really impact my enjoyment of the movie too much. I, I really enjoyed the set pieces in this movie. Um, yeah, me too. The train heist was great. Then we have this these kinds of showdowns, very like Mexican standoff style showdowns, like three or four times throughout the, <laughs> the final act of the movie, which is nice. They're always kind of interesting, and you're never really sure how it's going to turn out. Um, yeah, people always talk about how how the original Star Wars films are space westerns. Yeah, and this one was very western. Um, this one felt properly like a space western. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, I, yeah. I just think it's funny because, like, if you go back two two to three years ago, mm. and Rogue One is about to come out. Yeah, and I so. I I hated Rogue One. Um, I I thought it was so boring. In fact, I've, I'm yeah. pretty sure I fell asleep in the cinema when I went. And <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I was not tired when I went into the cinema. That's entirely on mm. the movie. Yeah. I hated it. Um, Look, it had it had Ip Man doing some Ip Man things. <laughs> that was why I was excited for it. I was like, oh, cool, Donnie Yen's in it. This is going to be great. And he didn't do anything. And Forrest Whitaker just gave people the stink eye. And anyway. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. Yeah, I, 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 it was fine. Look, whatever. 
Yeah, I thought it was significantly worse than most of the other Star Wars films that, you know, I don't hold mm. that highly, but I don't hate them um, like I do Rogue One. Yeah. Um, but I think it's funny because, like, if you go back to before either of these movies had come out and you give me – or if you you've, when you gave me the pitch, yeah. I would have told you Rogue One was going to be the better film. Like, Rogue One, to me, made way more sense as a story – like, as a prequel story that needed to be told. Yeah. And, like, the the concept of a Han Solo origin story movie to me just felt like Disney being, how can we get all the Star Wars monies? Well, this is why it's interesting to me, because I think it it, it is, these movies are kind of made by their direction, right? Um, I think Rogue One didn't yeah. have an interesting direction or an interesting style, whereas uh, Solo really leaned into the kind of space western heist, a bit of like intrigue kind of vibe, and it really worked for it. Um, And then Disney has just recently announced that James Mangold is uh, slated to direct a Boba Fett fucking origin story. And I mean, the Boba Fett origin story sounds like the most boring idea that I've ever heard, (laughs) even more boring than than Solo sounded. And yet it's got this director who made Logan, which was this really great movie from from, uh, last year. Yeah. And now it's like, well, shit, maybe if they just, maybe there is a direct correlation between how boring the idea sounds and how interesting the end product will actually be. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, I guess, I guess we'll see. Um, yeah, but I thought what was interesting is um, so now we're getting uh, uh, probably as close to spoilers for the ending of of Solo as I'd like to go, but like the movie clearly sets it up, sets itself up for a sequel, uh, like at least one more. Yep, yep. And uh, I mean, I hope that that's still the plan. I, I think maybe oh, it it's won't not, be. Elliot, come on, it's definitely <laughs> not. This is the worst uh, performing Star Wars movie that has ever been by a long shot. Because that's such a shame. I would be so much more excited for Solo 2 than Episode 9, I think, Nine, is what they're up yeah. to. Yeah. Um, I, I really I really enjoyed Solo, and I thought the ending left it up perfectly for a for a second film. Uh, you know, there was, there was so many cool characters that were about to come into it, mm. and it's just like... This is the one, like, forget episode nine, cancel that. Like, you know, yeah. people didn't like episode eight anyway, apparently. So, like, we don't need episode nine. That's <laughs> over. Uh, let's just sure. do solo two, I think. Wait, Disney, if you're listening, um, do that. You're welcome. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they're going to listen to us. Uh, <laughs> that, yeah. Look, on the whole, this movie, I-, I liked it more than I've liked any of the contemporary Star Wars movies, but there were a, a-, a few kind of things about it that, <laughs> that I that just kind of took me out of it and made me think, what what the fuck is this thing doing in here? Um, <laughs> I didn't like Donald Glover's performance in the end. That felt very weird to me. Yeah, uh, Lando Carosian is probably the one the the weakest part of the story to me. Like, yeah. uh, I I don't seem to have taken as much issue with some of the other bits as you, but that's definitely something where. I think you could basically take Lando out of this film and swap him for anyone else and it wouldn't make a difference to me. And, in fact, yeah. I don't even remember that much of what he did in the original trilogy. I don't. He didn't do that much, man. He just fucking shows up and then sells out Han Solo to Darth he, Vader. It's not that interesting. He's only in it for like, for, like, 20 minutes of the of the middle one, right? Like, I don't understand why he's but that's, so yeah. <laughs> integral in retrospect. Well, now they're making Boba Fett's only in it for like five fucking minutes, and then he gets eaten by a fucking Sarlacc. So who knows what the fuck they're thinking? Well, no, okay, hold on. Originally, Boba Fett was in the Star Wars Holiday Special, which I know you right. know because you've seen it. I've seen it. Yes, of course. Um, no, he was in um, 
He was in the, I think it was the second one, the one where they go and yeah, find exactly. the clones are being made. And he, th- that was pretty cool. He was cool in that. I don't know, man. Star Wars. Fucking weird. Man, episode two. That was the shit one, right? Where it's just like half half the movie. <laughs> I haven't seen, I, I didn't see the, the, the fucking second trilogy. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I, I actually think before episode seven and Solo came out, I would have said episode three was the best Star Wars film. But two's awful. Like half of it is just Anakin like hanging out in a field with um, you know, whatever Natalie Portman's character's name is, and mm, they're just Padme. like pr- falling in love, but not. And it goes on forever. <laughs> so here's the question. Here's the million dollar question: Are you going to see the next Star Wars movie? I mean, I'll probably just end up seeing it. Cause, like how I've gone and seen most of these new movies has just been through kind of osmosis. Like other people are all going mm. to see it, and I'm just like, oh, I want to go to the movies. So okay. Um, <laughs> So I have a feeling that'll be the case, but if right. there's a solo too, uh, I'll definitely be I'll, I'll be going to that one for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll we'll check in with that and see whether this is a new generation of Star Wars movies that you actually enjoy, Elliot. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. It's look. We'll we'll get. I think this the discussion on this movie is probably not going to end, and that's a good segue into if you want to discuss <laughs> this movie. There'll be a discussion thread linked in the, the show notes of this episode uh, where you can head on over to our subreddit and discuss this episode. Or if you're reading the Bobiverse books along with us, um, there's a discussion thread for that too. And hey, that's probably going to be linked in these show notes too, if I don't forget. Um, if you want to interact with the show and you don't want to leave a discussion on the thread, which you probably should, you can follow us on Twitter or Facebook or leave us a review on iTunes. Um, our website, MediaMDPodcast.com, has links to do all of those things, as well as all of the previous clues for the MediaMD ARG. You can help us figure out just who is Dr. MD and why is his monster so furry. Elliot, what's this week's clue? Uh, spikes. Spikes. And we will see you next week. Boing, <laughs> boing,